Well, welcome home, Northridge Church. It is so good to be with each and every one of you. And our hope is that you feel that welcome home, that this place doesn't feel like a crowd to you, but it feels like a family. And so welcome to everyone. And, you know, speaking of family news, we have exciting news in the life of our church. Today is the grand opening of our Brighton campus. So come on, church, help me welcome our Brighton campus. Celebrate all that God has done. Come on, let's do it. And to our Brighton family, we just want you to know that we are so excited for what God is going to do in you and through you in the Brighton community. And so for all of you who have left your campus, who have served and done so much to get today to happen, thank you for each and every one of you. And as a church, this is why we're here. I mean, you think about it, this is why we exist, that we have a vision of saturating Rochester with the the message of the gospel for the sake of more and better followers of him. And so this is why we exist, because we want every nook and cranny of Rochester, every community, every neighborhood to be saturated with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so to each and every one of you who has sacrificed to make today happen, whether that's a sacrificial giving or service or giving up some of your time to help open our Brighton campus, thank you to each and every one of you. If you got your Bibles, Acts chapter 5 and Acts chapter 6 is where we're going to be there. I'd encourage you to turn there and follow along in your Bible. Jump into the Northridge Church app. You can take notes there. And I don't know about you, but for me and my family, this is the time of year where we grab those scrapbooks or those shutterfly books, the, the books with the pictures of things of the past. And this is the time of year where my family likes to look back at past holidays And just remember a little bit. We know that Thanksgiving's right around the corner, right? Christmas is right after that. And so my family, we like to look at past Christmases, past Thanksgivings, the time with family and and friends, and just remember just all the things that we did. And what's interesting, I bet your family is like mine. When we remember, we often only remember the good. We don't remember the bad things that happen. We have this nostalgic view of the holidays. And so when we look back at those memories at Thanksgiving and Christmas and the vacations that we took, we remember the smiles and the laughter, the games that we played, the fun, the memories that we made. But we often forget at that Christmas the fight that we got into as a family. We, we forget that on that vacation that, that we didn't speak to each other for a while. Because we have this nostalgic view. We remember the good and we forget the bad. And the truth is, is we can do the same thing with the early church. That we can have this nostalgic view that the early church was all good and no bad. And I know why we do that, because when we read the book of Acts, which we've been in over the course of five weeks in this series, Acts of the Church, where we've been studying the early church, seeing what it did well and how we can learn from it. And last week, Jason talked about the early church and the example it set. And he read this passage from Acts chapter four. Look what it says. It says, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. 
For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sale and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Now, when you read this, you, you got to just step back and be like, wow, that, that's incredible. That's amazing. Like, think about the words that, that the book of Acts is saying, that Luke is saying, like, the church was one in heart and mind, that God's grace was working powerfully in them, that no one was needy because they gave up what was theirs to fulfill what people's needs, people's had. And you step back and you're amazed by that. But I don't know about you, but at some level, I feel slightly insecure. Because I wonder if, if someone was to write words about Northridge Church, if they would write those words about our church. It makes us feel a little bit insecure, like will we, will we ever measure up to the early church? Because we, we study it and we almost see it with rose-colored glasses, right? The Spirit of God came. 3,000 people got saved. People were coming to Christ. The church is meeting needs through this church. The community loves it. And you're like, man, the early church had everything all together. But one thing we have to remember when it comes to the church, God's church, fundamentally is the church has never been perfect because it's full 